0: We, we have issues or sometimes we have to face criticism from drivers, it happens.
1: And welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast. Uh, Today on
2: the show, we have Callum. How are you, sir?
1: Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Good stuff. We have Matt. How are you?
2: I am doing very well. And this was worth missing work for. I'm pretty excited about this. (laughs) Uh, We have Dan. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Very
1: excited to be here. And we have another special guest this week by the name of Mario Isola. Mario, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. (laughs) very, very well. Fantastic. And for the people who don't know who you are, how would you explain yourself in in one sentence? In one sentence? Okay.
0: Um, My job title is uh, head of F1 uh, and car racing for Pirelli. I look after all the championship uh, where Pirelli supply tires. I'm talking about obviously Formula 1, that is our top activity. Formula 2, Formula 3, GT racing, uh, circuit racing, uh, and also rally because starting from this year, we are also the sole supplier of the WRC. so we have
1: uh, many championships. Amazing, thank you. So uh, Mario, being the essentially the big boss for F1 at Pirelli, um, you, you must have some highs and lows because, you know, tyres affect the entire sport. They're a huge part of the sport. Um, what would you say are some of the, the, the real highs during your time there and, and maybe some of the, the lessers?
0: That's a, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, I, first of all, uh, I am a, a motorsport uh, uh, fan uh, since when I was uh, a child. So obviously doing this job is really, for me, it's more a passion than, than a, a proper work, uh, but it's uh, it's a demanding job. Um, there are many, uh, many episodes in, in my motorsport career that I remember as a heist. Um, now in the last, uh, I would say 10 years or so, the direction for most of the championships is to have a sole supplier tire wise. That means that we are no more in competition with our tire manufacturer. So it's a different job, but it's a te- technical challenge. Don't think that there is no adrenaline in what we do because obviously we need to be 100% sure that we supply uh, the top product uh, to everybody. And we also supply a very good service to everybody because it's not just a matter of supplying a tire, but it's how they use the tire. And our technical assistance on track is really important. So there are a lot of highs and uh, a lot of uh, lows when uh, we we have issues or sometimes we have to face criticism from drivers. It happens, I'm not uh, complaining about that because obviously, uh, when you have a criticism that is uh, helping you in, uh, in, in growing, in making something better, it's uh, important. Um, it's obviously not, nobody's happy to receive uh, criticism, but uh, it's uh, a way to give you the opportunity to, to grow, to make uh, something better for the future. So you have to take it in a positive way but sometimes it's not easy of
2: course you spoke briefly sir about you know the vast array of series and formulas that you all supply tires for Uh, you know most of our listeners are going to be coming from the formula one side of things and they're they're pretty sharp they're pretty keen but uh you know they may not understand just what all goes into you all supplying f3 f2 the w series the full weekends how does a formula one full race weekend with all the complimentary races compared to like the 24 hours of Le Mans or Blanc pain or any of the other series you all do. Is it bigger? Is it smaller? Is it more enjoyable? You know, what are your thoughts on that?
0: It is uh, it is really different. I I was lucky enough in my career to be involved uh, in uh, many different championships. I started uh, 20 years ago with uh, the FIA GT. I was involved in the Maserati MC 12 project. Then I moved to rally in WRC and then uh, I was involved in for the Ferrari Challenge in the American Le Mans Series and uh, every championship is different obviously endurance races are um, really demanding on the, on, on the physical side when you have to stay 24 hours at the pit wall it's not easy and uh, it's it's a long long period uh, you have to work together with the teams find the right strategy sometime in, in spa for example where the weather is changing every five minutes is really difficult. I remember some uh, edition of the Spa 24 Hours that were a a nightmare but obviously it's it's really important and now if I have to tell you which is the biggest event uh, of the year for us is the Spa 24 Hours because we have uh, usually something in the range of 60 cars racing all with our tires and I'm talking about in the same weekend there is also the Lamborghini Super Trofeo that is with, on Pirelli tires. Uh, to give you an idea, we have uh, more than 120 people working at this part 24 hours. And uh, last year, we had something in the range of 13,000 tires. So our fitting area is not a fitting area, it's a village. Sorry, did, it, you, uh, did, did you say 13,000 yeah, yeah, wow. uh, thirteen thousand. If you if you have the chance to go on the internet uh, on the web and see uh, pictures from from the top of the fitting area, you see the village that is uh, with all the containers, uh, fitting lines, and so on. Because uh, during the twenty four hours, uh, you don't have teams able to fit all the tires at the beginning of the race. So it's a never ending. Uh, a story where <laughs> teams are coming to the fitting area, bringing used tires, so we replace the tires, we deliver the new tires, uh, and you have to be quick because uh, they are racing. They cannot wait for for the tires. When you have changing conditions like wet, dry, wet, dry, it's even more complicated and you need to be really on top of that. And we have very good people looking after uh, this uh, this event because uh, it's, sometimes it's, it's a nightmare. Formula One uh, it is the more complicated because uh, you have the eyes of the world on you, and so everything that happens is uh, everywhere in the world. So that that's why there is a, a diff- not a different level of attention. That that's not correct because we need to pay the same level of attention to all the championships. A rally is different because you are running on different surfaces so you have gravel rallies you have uh, ice rallies uh, you have tarmac rallies and we we have a a team of people that are highly specialized in rally consider that in rally um, most of the rallies are still uh, in open competition with many different type of product uh, and our people are there also to suggest to the teams which is the best product to use in in, in that con- specific conditions so we have also some time people that are uh, doing recce on stages to be able to suggest the right product to, to drivers sometime in rally that's the key to win or lose a
3: race f1 and all motorsports are constantly changing constantly adapting for many different reasons the same can be said for pirelli is a tire manufacturer are there any new materials that you're researching or trialing out at the moment?
0: Absolutely, because motorsport for us is an open laboratory. It's a technology that we can develop uh, uh, every every day, I would say. When we started with Formula One, we've learned uh, so many things. Uh, i not talking just about the materials, but uh, all the production cycle from uh, the raw materials to the production processes to the uh, quality controls, indoor testing, uh, uh, truck testing, but especially we have been able to develop virtual models. That's probably the most important part of our experience in Formula 1. Uh, you know, the cars are sort of uh, laboratories with uh, hundreds or probably thousands of sensors. Uh, and that's uh, give us the possibility to compare and to uh, validate our models. So in, uh, in in this, now it's 10 years that we are in, in Formula 1, uh, we have developed uh, virtual models, a virtual uh, tire model that we supply to the teams. They use it in their simulators. They come back with their feedback and we are able to improve the model. When you have the model, when you have the technology to do that, uh, you can use it also for road tires. you can use for GT tires. you can use for all our products because you have the technology and you know how to change the parameters uh, in the laptop. Now I'm, I'm telling that in easy words. It's not so easy, but change the numbers in the laptop uh, and and have a new model able to replicate what you have in mind in, in terms of changing the the specification. That means that is uh, more sustainable and sustainability nowadays is a very important word. We are looking, we we are constantly um, uh, doing a lot of research in terms of having materials that are more sustainable, but also the production process, the use of the energy, the use of water, how we recycle the tires at the end of the life, uh, the logistic and everything. And using virtual models means that we can save uh, uh, time, prototypes, because before building a physical proto- prototype, we can, we can make some tests, run some tests uh, on, on, on a virtual environment, and and that's really important.
1: You mentioned before that you produce Pirelli produces thirteen thousand tires a year. Do you think that the aerodynamic changes this next year in Formula One will help you with that? Will that reduce the amount of tires that you're producing?
0: No, I, I was mentioning uh, the thirteen thousand. I was referred to this part twenty four hours. It's a single event where we have oh. thirteen thousand. It's it's a lot oh, right. more. We produce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's, uh, just, same, just same you, question. Oh, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, just to give you the right number for Formula One, we are talking about fifty thousand tires per year. Talking about Formula One, if we add Formula Two and Formula Three, there are a lot more. But uh, in Formula One, uh, we are going. We we produce every year 50,000 50, tires and uh, with the new regulation at the moment uh, uh, we are going to produce the same number of tires so there is no uh, plan to change the numbers for the future but i cannot exclude that uh, in the next few years we will have new regulation with also a different number of uh, of tires what is uh happening now is that the the new calendar is on uh, 23 races it's the uh, Calendar with the highest number of races in the history of Formula One, I believe. So the target is obviously to stay on this uh, 23, 24, or in the range of 23 races. Uh, obviously, this is uh, this means that we have to, to to manufacture a bit more tires to cover all the 23 races. But in and in the future, probably we will have a discussion also for uh, new regulation and new. Um, a new approach and uh, you know every year uh, something is changing at the moment there are a lot of discussions on the the sprint qualifying you probably heard about the sprint qualifying and the idea to test uh, this new format with a race uh, a sort of uh, qualifying race on saturday and the main gp on sunday and there are, there are uh, everyday discussion. This morning I was in a, in a sporting meeting with FIA talking about stuff like that. So every week there is something and, uh, there is a discussion about it.
2: Well, with these ongoing discussions with the FIA and the changes of the ever moving target that F1 is, uh, you know I know that the teams give you guys certain data characteristics and uh, things they want to see achieved by the tire and the target letter when they talk about a particular race or development can you divulge or go into some of the testing parameters and the quantitative benchmarks that are given to you by the teams that you all have to achieve or strive to achieve
0: yeah the the target letter that you mentioned is uh is a good example on uh, what we have achieved after a few years in formula one we we had at the beginning um, targets that uh, the promoter uh, gave us, uh, and uh, not all the stakeholders were on board on that target. Just to say that, for example, drivers were not happy about high degradation tires, just to give you an example. So, the targets for the new 18 inches tire for 2022. Is to have a tire uh, is a, a target that was agreed with all the stakeholders. That, that is the first important information. That means drivers, teams, FIA, FOM, because each one has uh, an interest in, in something. You know, drivers want to push on tires, they want to overtake, they want to attack, they want to fight, they want action on track. Uh, the promoters sometimes want obviously they want action on track but they want also to see different strategies more more than one p stops. so it's a slightly different uh, uh, approach because if you have uh, tires with uh, i would say zero degradation, there is no incentive to have two stops per race unless you don't put it as compulsory in the in the rules but this is not the target the target is to have different strategies. So for next year, we have a clear target letter with um, where we agreed to to listen to the drivers with less degradation and less overheating. The reduction in in overheating will be also uh, helped by the new cars because uh, they will be less sensitive uh, to downforce um, when when they follow another car at the moment that they lose a lot of downforce. Uh, up to 50%, uh, so the new cars are designed in a way that they are going to lose maximum 10% of downforce. This helps a lot our tires, for sure. Uh, So reduction in degradation, reduction in overheating, uh, uh, a delta lap time that uh, it was decided it is. we have numbers in the target letter, a wider working range for compounds, so compounds that are able to work uh, at the top level of grip uh, for a wider range of temperature. Uh, what else? Uh, but th- these are the main uh, main targets uh, for twenty twenty two.
3: So over the course of a qualifying session or a race, you, the tires that you provide will be put under a lot of stresses and pressures. Are you able, in as simple terms as you possibly can? Describe how these demands and forces change per track, or just work over the weekend as a whole. Uh,
0: yes, I try. Um, we have uh, a sort of uh, uh, ranking of the circuits. Uh, ranking means that uh, we have a we have a system, we have a metric. Just ju- just to to be uh, more clear. Three weeks before the race, uh, we receive uh, simulations from the teams. simulations are representing uh, um, a qualifying lap and the race lap obviously you have a difference in fuel load uh, use of the ris and 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 this kind of stuff when we have the simulations we prepare and and we distribute two weeks before the race uh, what we call the the preview the the prescriptions so we give them uh, uh minimum pressure maximum camber and the maximum temperature in blankets. These are the parameters that they have to follow and to respect. On Friday night, we have uh, the telemetry data coming from FP1 and FP2. We compare telemetry data with simulations. We check that they are aligned and we confirm or modify the prescriptions. In doing this, uh, we have a model that is telling us how is uh, the level of severity of each circuit. And also within the same circuit which are the corners that are more severe for example in Silverstone Silverstone is probably the most severe circuit in in the current calendar and uh, we have uh, fast corners that are putting a lot of energy uh, into the tires, there is a lot of lateral load but Silverstone is not very severe in terms of uh, traction and braking because it's fast and flowing. Uh, Bahrain, for example, is a lot more severe in for traction because it's a stop and go circuit, like Montreal a little bit. Uh, Monza, that is a high-speed circuit, very high-speed circuit is not very severe on tire because they use a low downforce. So they have different wings, and so they have a different different approach and it it is not uh, as severe as a Silverstone or Suzuka, for example. In, if you look at the Spa, we have uh, in the compression of the Eau Rouge Radeon uh, uh, for, for an instant, uh, you have uh, a vertical load on a single tire that is uh, exceeding uh, 1,000 kilos, that is uh, on a single tire. So you think that the, the, the weight of the car is uh, 730 kilos. For an instant, in the compression, you have a car that has an equivalent weight of of 4,000 kilos, that is the downforce plus the compression. So when we design the tires, we have to keep in mind all that. And when we test the tires in our indoor facilities, we have to find a way to replicate these numbers in order to uh, to be 100% sure that the construction of the tire is able to resist to this kind of uh, stress i don't know if i was able to give you a a picture of uh, what what is going on
3: no that that was perfect the, it's much higher than i expected it to be in terms of the force put through these these tires it's just it, incredible how they how you make them to last and if you think
0: at the neck of the driver is even more <laughs>
3: So uh, with
2: you talking about the loads and, you know, extending the service life of the tires and all of that, can you go into what differentiates the C1 from the C2 compound? Because they're both on the quote unquote hard side of the spectrum. Uh, But, you know, there are differences there. Can you go into when those would be used? Is it just the models that say that or what separates them from each other?
0: Um, obviously, I cannot go into the details of the uh, recipes of the compounds that are strictly confidential. Uh, there are there are differences, as, as you said, uh, we have the obligation to use the same construction for all the five compounds, or all the five slick compounds. So construction is the same, Track compound is different. Uh, we designed a C1 uh, that is uh, the, the more consistent uh, uh, with uh, with a higher mechanical resistance. Uh, able to work at a higher temperature because the working range is currently going down uh, if you move from the uh, hardest to the softest, okay? So the C5 is the one with the lower working range because it usually the C5 is used on low severity circuits with a ha- asphalt that is not uh, abrasive. So you need to put less uh, energy into the tire to warm the tire and make it work in the right range, so lower working range. The hard compound is the more consistent, um, is the higher working range, is able to run for more kilometers. When we decide the three compounds that we have to bring to each event, we consider the layout of the circuit, okay? The the ranking that I was talking about, the, the different circuits, the type of tarmac, the the, the roughness we measure every year, the roughness of the asphalt and the the weather condition expected uh, at the race. uh, And uh, obviously now after 10 years, we have quite a good database uh, information coming from different circuits uh, in order to to decide uh, the, the three compounds that we want to select. It is a bit more tricky for new circuits, for example, Uh, This year we have uh, Saudi, circuit is new. Tarmac, we never measured before. And uh, we we work together with the FIA and with the teams uh, to get the simulations in advance uh, to understand or to have an idea of the level of severity of the circuit. uh, If it is possible, and at the moment with the COVID restriction, it's not really easy. We go there to measure the roughness uh, and, and then we take the decision. For circuits that are more popular where we go every year, it's a bit easier. Um,
1: so c- can you expand, we just talk about working ranges, can you expand on how the new intermediate wet compounds expand the working range?
0: What, what, uh, what do you know, want to know exactly from this?
1: So how exactly um, you, can, you can use these tires I- in more different scenarios? Uh, the
0: intermediate and the wet tires are probably the most difficult to design because um, you are going to use them uh, in uh, changing condition. is really difficult, uh, and it's it's really difficult to test them. When we have to develop a new a new intermediate or a new wet, and we are currently developing the new 18 inches tire for next year, it's really difficult to make comparison. Uh, across different prototypes because sometimes the track conditions are changing more than the differences uh, between prototypes. So it's really difficult. We need to use uh, several baselines uh, in order to monitor the track evolution. And it's really important that uh, we use compounds that are uh, with a wider possible working range. It's a matter of ingredients that we use in this, uh, in these compounds. Uh, but uh, think about the intermediate. The intermediate is a tire that you must use sometime with a full wet truck. Okay, maybe not standing water on track, but full wet truck uh, until when the truck is uh, almost dry or completely dry or you have a dry line uh, where the tire is still uh, uh, has to be able to st- to deliver the grip that is needed uh, before changing on, uh, on slick tires. So it is uh, really difficult to have uh, the right thread pattern and the right uh, combination between tread pattern and compound in order to have a, a, a tire that is uh, resistant enough to, to work in a crossover condition, but also able to deliver the performance required in, uh, instead, in full wet condition, it's the same for the wet tire. Sometimes, for the wet tire, uh, we talk about aquaplaning. Aquaplaning is uh, a moving target. Now we, we, you need a better uh, behavior of the tire in aquaplaning. You can do that easily. You increase the grooves. You make a tire. You design a tire that is for monsoon condition. You can do that which is the problem is that you move the tire towards a full wet condition. And when uh, the, t- the, the truck is drying, uh, you destroy the tire because the, 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 the blocks are small. You have a lot of movement. You needed to make a, a compound that is more resistant. But the risk is that you have a tire that is working quite well in monsoon condition, but you destroy the tire easily in drying condition and uh, before uh, the the crossover moment to move to intermediate tire so that's why uh, designing a wet and intermediate tire is probably one of the most complicated things to do
3: so as a company you're pretty economical you're pretty substantial for the environment what percentage of the tires that are used on a race weekend go back to didcot and then are recycled into a new life 100%. Oh, right.
0: We, yeah, we collect all the tires back. And uh, we send them back to Didcot And then we use them uh, uh, to create in a, in a cement factory. Basically, we create uh, energy from the tire, we burn the tire at a very high temperature. That is a way uh, not to create pollution. And we create and we generate energy from the tires. We have many other projects in terms of uh, recycling the tires that are currently on the table. The, the, the system that I just described to you is, is the current one, is the one that we are using since the, day one in Formula One. For the future, we are also investigating other uh, ideas to recycle the tires, but it's 100%. Also Formula Two and Formula Three.
2: So there's an incredible video on the Pirelli website Uh, Some of the key numbers there are you reduced any energy consumption by 330,000 people's worth 450,000 tons of CO2 emissions have been done away with, you know, the list goes on and on and on of the things you all are doing to be better for the environment and to promote this awareness for the global economy. How is that a internal structure within Pirelli? Is that looking to the future? You know, it, how can we get that out to the global economy and utilize the standard you all have set?
0: We, we, we have a dedicated department on that. Obviously we have expert people working on sustainability uh, more and more, and uh, we are investing a lot of money and resources on sustainability. We are fully aware of the importance of this uh, uh, activity. So it uh, all, all our, uh, I mean, all the life cycle, of the, of the tire is uh, uh, looking after sustainability. You, you mentioned some numbers, but obviously we are talking about sustainable materials. Uh, as uh, I mentioned before, we are looking into using uh, uh, energy coming from uh, renewable uh, uh, systems uh, or uh, minimizing the usage of uh, the water in the factories or recycling the tires at the end of uh, their life cycle or uh, minimizing the impact of logistics moving tires around the world Um, there are a lot of areas it's it's a very complicated uh, um, uh, area of working and uh, when you you start analyzing uh, each single step of the life of the tire you find so many Elements where you can improve. You, you you improve a bit here, a bit there, and then when you make the full calculation, you made a step. So we we will continue. Uh, we we are leaders in uh, sustainability. We won several prizes for that, uh, and we are happy to do that. And we will continue even uh, uh, putting more energy and more resources in that. Uh, we are, we are aware of the importance of that. So.
1: Marit, we've we've come to the end of our time together, but I, I just want to say a massive thank you very much for spending time with us and explaining some of the things that our listeners may not understand fully. Um, is if you could say one parting thing to the the F one community, is is there anything you'd like to say before you go? No, not really. So many occasions. I have so many <laughs> occasions <laughs> so occasion too. <laughs> to discuss
0: stuff with the F1 community and I'm very happy to have a, an open discussion with with several people uh, as I said uh, I am passionate about my job and uh, and obviously I spend a lot of time uh, most of that uh, my time in, in at work more than at home as well.
1: well we'll let you we'll let you spend some time at home now but thank you very much for uh, for you. talking to us and um we we'll we catch up later in the year thank you